1: Episode 160 of the World Famous Sportive Podcast, Yodis B, we here with Clarence Swamptown. Hi, Clarence. Hello, Brandon. Wow, fancy, formal. It's like yeah, you're I'm trying the... to get more, more mature. Yeah, good job. I, let, let's see how long this lasts. We're, uh, that, I have...
2: See, last time it was just you and I, it devolved so quickly and so badly that I'm trying to start from a higher point.
1: Okay, let's let's do our best to not uh, be at each other's throats. So what we've what we've got here, listeners, is a good old super show. When Clarence and I are the only two that call in, that's what we call a super show. It hasn't happened often. Um, we'll see how long it lasts tonight. We know that John is out for the entirety of this episode. He's gallivanting across Italy or some bullshit. Um, he'll probably be back next week um Stu is just mia at this point so he may be chiming in at any moment but uh we figured we needed to get started because we got a lot to talk about uh we're going to talk about wild and uh bobby boucher's hiring as the head coach manager something and then we're going to talk about the twins and their total system failure because that's just a joy to discuss but i think first and foremost this is a rarity. When you have a weekly podcast uh, that you do just, just the one time per week, we're usually dealing with news that's a few days old. We got a, a piece of news that just happened uh, very recently, and that is the hire of one Mark Coyle. Is it Mark Coyle? He's our new uh, savior over at the University of Minnesota. The new AD, terrible name, Mark, Mark Coyle. Mark Oil. Mark Oil. You don't want two, two, one syllable
2: names that are kind of very, um, very Mark coil. You know, it's very, uh, sharp. It's to too many it K sounds.
1: And then the last. Yeah, you need to
2: soften something in there.
1: And just if, if we have any, um, people listening that are either going to be parents at some point or are one of those baby name advisor people. I think we've got a lot of mm-hmm. those listeners. Um, we're really huge with that niche uh, audience. Don't Fred do is, where the Fred one... Yeah. Don't do where the one... Oh. The, the, the sound of the, one, the first name immediately it tracks, it attaches to the sound of the last name. Mark Oyle. Like, k- k- like they're right next Marko- to each other. And Marko- now it sounds yeah. like Mark Oil. Mm-mm. So Mark Coyle. name your baby. Yes. Yeah, we are good at it. We, we will name your baby. Write us in. We'll come to the room.
2: We'll come to the delivery room. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we'll, we'll name, name your baby.
1: Yeah. We think that there should be more men in the delivery room. <laughs> <In laughs> Go the other way to speak? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <All> right. <laughs> more men who have no medical expertise whatsoever. Let's just all <laughs> cram on in there. Cram in there. Just be yep. completely useless. Knocking shit over. Oh, boy. Um <laughs> Um, so we think Stu's gonna be signing in pretty quickly here. I just got a message from him. Yeah. So So this was I I feel shocked about Mark, Marcus Oil. Uh I did not expect it to happen with no no rumors at all, which is which is sort of which is sort of crazy. Uh I think we all expected it to be Beth Getz because she was mm-hmm. highly regarded within the uh within the the powers that be seem to seem to enjoy and appreciate her which is great so we all all assume that it's going to be that but i think more than anything i keep coming back to this line from the movie annie hall have you seen annie hall i'm not a big uh woody uh allen guy okay Brandon, okay so as a um a, no as both a person I and know, an artiste and out to he's fine i'm no, I'm
2: not. Uh, I don't dislike him. I am just. I don't see the. Uh, I'm not as big a fan as many are. Let's say that. D- d- but that doesn't. It, that doesn't put me in the. Dis- I dislike Woody Allen mo- movies. I just j- indifferent again uh, on him.
1: Indifferent. Anyways, I haven't seen that. Yes. Okay, so I'm. I'm not a huge Woody Allen guy, but Annie Hall is one of my favorite movies, and there's a joke that he tells at the start of it that. That goes. I would never want to be a part of any club that would have me as a member, and mm-hmm. I think that's what I'm thinking here. Of like, if you if you wanted this job and accepted this job, there is something wrong with him. There has to be something wrong with him, right?
2: Well, so what do we know about him? We know that he is, he was the Syracuse
1: AD. Yeah, I think he. And- I think he got that job last Thursday. But it was June, like June 2015. So he's had it for 10, ten months. Almost
2: not, e- not even quite a year. Yeah, ten what, months. What now? You're Joe Basketball. I'm not. I know that that's Syracuse's primary sport. Correct? Yep. Basketball. That's what they're most known for. Mm-hmm. What uh, what? This is a lateral move. Like this isn't is Syracuse. Is Minnesota a move up from Syracuse?
1: I'm but confused. Maybe it, uh, I don't think so. I I'll hear,
2: know. I'll hear an argument that it is, but I will not hear an argument that it's a significant jump. Like if it if it is bigger, it's it's minimal. It's insignificant, right? It is has it just the be. money. Is it getting paid a whole bunch? They're paying him like eight fifty. Did I see that?
3: Mm-hmm.
1: mm-hmm. Yeah, with some incentives so built in, as bigger? always. I'm just trying to figure out what what would cause you to. To make this leap, as you said, I I don't think you can make any logical argument that this is a big. I mean, there's no way that the U of M is a big leap up from anything, unless we're talking about a fucking middle school. Like if you're if you're a middle school <laughs> superintendent, that I will listen to that. Beyond that, I don't think so. And Syracuse is, yeah, it's legitimate. Um, yeah. Basketball's great. Football is still. Yeah, even a guy at
2: like. like Morningside Junior High would be like, yeah. no. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Eric Taylor calls him up. It's like, well, we got, to, we'll pay you eight hundred and fifty yeah, thousand dollars. That's
1: good thing going
2: Dang. here. <laughs>
3: yeah.
2: You want to make forty five thousand, but I don't have to put up with the fucking regents either. Yeah. Yeah. So, no kidding. I get beat up in a hallway, but, you know, <laughs> I don't have Richard Petito. So, um, I don't
1: know. I'm going like to pass. Feels like a wash. Yeah. So, <laughs> so it's, it's not because the actual job is so much better. No. Uh, so, I think we can just cross that out immediately. Um, there's a potential, I suppose, that maybe Syracuse is about to have the hammer brought down on it for a number of reasons or it's like the most miserable atmosphere place to be live etc that he was like fuck this if i get a decent comparable job i'm getting the fuck out of here that's it still seems unlikely to me but there may be some component that because i I don't know man i know that college sports and and athletics coaches etc they don't have any honor of like I, I. said I'd stick with this for a couple no. years. Even if I get a good job, I'm sticking with it. That that doesn't exist in college sports at all. So no, no. no. Yeah. So so it's not. I,
2: I have a. I have three theories, and they're not. They're not congruent. They're just three separate theories. Three separate of theories of why not... he may want to make this move. Okay. Yep. Yep. Good. One you've already touched on. The hammer's about to drop on Bayheim and um, he this guy knows it's coming and he wants out. That's one. Yep. Two, the, uh, the gophers are, maybe he sees some potential, like there's this athlete's village, you know, about to be built. Um, it's, it can not get much worse than it is now. So all you can do is go up from here, and you'll be looked at as the greatest person in history. If you just even make an incremental jump, like a very small jump, You'll be looked at as genius. Where at Syracuse, maybe it's they are not quite in his dear streets. So, um, you know, the third thing is that he's from Iowa, and he just wanted to move closer to Iowa. I, that's the third one. I, I don't know. That's all.
1: That's the only theories the, I got. The—I mean, he was laying on the old. I needed to come home about as thick as you could possibly lay it on almost enough to it's like all right dude slow your roll i know that that people love here in their hometown is the best hometown of course but uh geez is oh my god i mean we spent some years here and it's always felt like home and we always wanted to get back here it's just it's a very uh, Hmm. maybe it's true I, i suppose but it's it's not his hometown. They were here for four years. Has he got kids? He's got kids. A co- he? One or two of them were born here, I believe. Uh, are they how old? Are they school age? Well, he's let's see. He was here in like he was here in like the early nineties, and I think he said one or two of his. So he may have. Uh, they may be like teenagers, or I, I don't know. It's they could be younger, I suppose. I think he's got a, a couple kids, but um, it was just. I I don't know. I, mean, I didn't see the
2: press conference. So as a person who's know.
1: like, I left Minnesota and came back and I, I love Minnesota. Um, And I will always feel a good bond with Dallas having lived there. And But I would not be like jumping ship like fucking madman to get back to da- a city that I lived in 20 years ago for four years. Yeah, for sure. You know, like it wasn't yep. his hometown. I do. So. No. Uh, it's. That part of maybe I suppose I don't I just never heard of anybody like adopting a hometown in a short span and leaving for 20 years and being like, oh, no, I'm I legitimately just always wanted to come back here. I, mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I've never heard of that before. So and, and it's not like he's the first person to just sort of exaggerate that point of view. Just to make the sure. the locals happy, of course. I'm sure it happens in no. basically every single other job and city and state around. Um, that's fine, but mm-hmm. man, he was really, really going after that one. So mm. at one point, he was like well, almost te- tearing up about like coming back home. It's like I don't know. I mean, he was very rich to begin with. Was he not able to get fly back home to Iowa whenever he wanted to? For the most part, I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know.
2: So. Maybe some schools are really tight on their air budgets, not as tight as the. I like okay, just I'm...
1: heard the Patino thing. It was like, oh fuck yeah! <laughs> All right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what you made the a move goofy today. Story. Yeah. Um, Am s- I so? I've been
2: disconnected for well a few weeks now, really, but today especially. What is the general consensus on this Patino story? I I, I saw it and I kind of like was like shrugging my shoulders like that's who, who gives a who gives a shit but is that the way the rubes feel too or are they pissed or what's the consensus
1: i don't have the greatest uh, pulse on the rubes because i don't i don't muck it up in the comments section on the strip very often but so the people that that we know that we're friends with are all doing the same sort of shruggy guy and i think the theory is the you hates patino and is trying to get him canned in any sort of way they possibly can. So they're digging up every sort of <laughs> dirt, theory, uh, idea, Why? rumor, innuendo, whatever, to try to get him be, for contract purposes. Or? What changed? Uh, uh, is that it? They want him gone? Well,
2: I mean, what, you know, just fire him if you want him gone. But what's the... Are they trying to do it on, like, get out of the buyout or something? It
1: must some, be that. They're probably. I think there is a pretty rich buyout. I mean, I'm not saying that that's what I think, because I haven't been paying enough attention either, but I think that's sort of the general consensus is like, uh, who really gives a shit if he's using, I mean, it's a jet. Well, so. The fatal flaw is that he got it approved by Teague. I mean, that's,
2: that's already been, he got it approved by his boss, so what? that's not fireable when you, when you got it approved. I mean, people move money around within a budget all the time. If it, you just go to your boss and it gets approved, and that then you do it. So what's sort of how the world the works? What the fuck are we talking about here? That's it's how any that business, just business, government houses,
1: Households, everything, yeah,
2: yeah, everything. Lemonade the whole, whole
1: universe. We had to spend more on lemons than we thought we would. We got to cut back on our sugar. That's how no, the lemonade works. You're, you're
2: fired. You're fucking. Fired, no, I'm Sally. writing an
1: expose in
2: the paper about your lemon. Business proxy because that's ridiculous. I mean, what
1: <laughs> line what item items? Like <laughs> judging is just the oddest. Like, how bored are you? I got some I have plenty of line especially items at work if you want to come the, to my office.
2: It's especially when the boss approved it. I mean that kill doesn't that kill the story or what am I missing something? Uh, I must be missing something.
1: I might be too then, because I think I've been in the same camp and a lot of a lot of our pals have been in, in the same camp as well of like, alright. That's I don't know. I guess at first blush that's interesting know, until you read the story and you're like, Oh, who gives a shit? Well, and if
2: if they got him on not filling up his rental car or whatever, well that's yeah. alright. That's kind of a, kind of a dick move, but it's not fireable. It's like pull him into your office like alright, Richie, you gotta just, just fill stop up at the fucking quick trip just
1: there's one right next to the just, airport. Every airport. It's right there.
2: Fill it up. It's not Yeah,
1: whatever. Get yourself some jerky whatever. for the plane ride. Look, I'm not gonna fire over this, but I'm putting it in your file
2: and whatever. That's it.
1: Yeah, yeah, I think so.
2: I don't know. But I think I must be missing there must be more to it than what I know because they can't be grasping at, at the regions can't be grasping at this straw.
1: Um I I agree. So maybe there's more to come. Who knows? So let me ask you, how, on, how shocked are you about Mark Coyle seeming to be a very competent human being and taking this job?
2: Well, I look back. Let's, let's look back at what we know. So we, we started a little bit. We know that he was at Syracuse. We know that that is, at best, a minimally upward move. I think it's mostly a lateral move. Um, so I, I scratched my head there. Mm-hmm. He was at Boise St- State before so it's Mountain West. Yep. So Boise State to Syracuse is a move up. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. And I think he was like associate AD or assistant or I don't know what word they use at Kentucky again moving up. Um. So this last move has me scratching my head. Mm-hmm. Um. When else he was at? Uh, he was at the U. He was a uh, lead singer for Dire Straits.
1: They do um, the walk of life. They <laughs> do the walk was. of life. Hey, did you see that Clip, website? Boop, boop. Uh I wrote a quick dire straits tangent, please. Uh did you okay. see that website where this guy had a theory that the walk of life is the perfect ending song to any movie and he like dubbed like a hundred hundreds of movies <laughs> with that, that song <laughs> to like prove how perfect it was? Did you see huh. you didn't have not seen this? Well, I wanted Maybe to ask you about out. it because I was curious. I was like, "Is this a joke or is this for real?" Um, so the two movies I, I looked up. Uh, well, actually, I can't think of that. Okay, so the one that I looked up was um, Drive. I don't know if you ever saw Drive with Ryan Gosling. It's pretty. Ah, uh, you gotta get me. It was <laughs> they all run together? Is that the one where he's on a motorcycle? No, that's
2: pine between the trees or hills between the pines or something. The hills have ice. What's the one... What... That nah, ain't it. What's the one where he's on a motorcycle and he's a,
1: like a Carney, Iber Mendez? Oh, that's the jerk when he's the Carney. <laughs> that's, that's Steve. Maven <laughs> Johnson. He was Navin. He hates these cans.
2: God damn it. I can't think of the guy. I don't know which one drive is. I'm sorry. Drive
1: is when he's a driver, like a getaway car driver, and he wears the cool gloves and the scorpion varsity ah, jacket. Nope. Anyway, it's, it's a very intense movie. Um, mm-hmm. And so I checked out to see if that was, you know, if it ended with that Walk of Life song. And it was like the stupidest. It ruined the whole. It would have ruined the whole movie if that song would have been played Terrible. at the end of it. And then I looked up. Oh, the other one I remember now. It was Mad Max. Have you seen Mad Max? No, it's, again, had. a That's very intense movie, movie, and they dubbed that song at the end of it, and it was like the stupidest. Like, it would, again, it would have ruined <laughs> so, the fucking movie. It's terrible. To think
2: of other ones that, like, we'll give sad. Like, how about the end of Forrest Gump? Like, he's laying there, isn't he at like this. The cemetery over her grave and like the feathers going up There's in the a, air. And then. And then it's, <laughs> it's, it's terrible. It's terrible <laughs> <simple learning. laughs> Like the little boy puts his head on Boris shoulder. And there the Here cemetery. comes Johnny
1: singing boo boo boo.
2: She died of AIDS. <laughs> the mom dies of
1: AIDS. Saving <laughs> Private at first Ryan point at the yet. end. <laughs> Just,
2: he's crying over in, in France. Oh, oh, yeah. oh Lord.
1: <laughs> oh, the crazy White Shoes Johnson is doing the touchdown dance. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Jesus Christ. So I, w- I still, and then a lot of people <laughs> were tweeting it, though, of like, like, oh, this is really interesting. And I'm like, I don't get what's interesting about it. Is it because it's so, it's such a, is it the interesting part that it's such a terrible concept, but this guy went through and the, the legwork to, to dub like 200 movies? Or was it, do people think that it, it was legit? Anyway, it's very confusing. Um, I'll look it up. So that's my Dire Straits uh, tangent. So let's get back to Mark Coyle. He was Kentucky, and then he was the U before Kentucky, Wait, so right?
2: Something. Eh, there may have been something in between there, but yeah. I don't know. Anyways, he's moved up. Every move's been a move up is what I noticed when I read the story. Decent upward Except trajectory. for this one, which, which made me scratch my head, but I don't. I'm not saying it's bad, it just made me kind of pause and go, "Okay, what the hell? Syracuse to Minnesota is an odd." Every movie made to this point had been obviously upward. There's no there's no question about it, except for this one, which
1: made it odd for me. I one thing that I should have researched before this and I didn't, um is his, what his salary was at Syracuse. this just may it. just it could be, be money. The money that could be like It could be the Occam's Razor sort of deal here,
2: which is fine, right? I don't. If he's coming to get money, that's a good thing. An AD, I want that DNA in an AD, is what makes financial sense. That's not a yeah. terrible thing. So fine, great, Just going after the money. Go after the donors' money too. Let's go. Let's get this uh, athletes' village built. Let's uh, let's go.
1: Okay. I think I agree with you. I'm still very skeptical why a, a person with a very good job already and just started would leave to come to this absolute dumpster fire of a department It's that's, it's just insane to me. But if you're chasing the money and your wife wants to be close to her hometown or you do too, I don't fucking know. Um, then I guess, I guess, uh,
2: all right, so what what's the bad sides of this guy? One, we don't quite know why he moved, made this somewhat lateral move. That's one, right?
1: Uh, yeah. Two, Odd decision making.
2: Uh, two, I would say. God, I don't. Every school he's been at, they know football. That's a good thing. Yep. Uh, successful football programs. Okay. Even Boise State, to an extent, is a pretty successful football program, right? I mean, I you can't discount their success in football.
1: Boise State? Uh, I think so. I mean it certainly didn't seem like just a two, three year run flash in the pen. I mean, they've been no. a legitimate program for a really long time. I know a lot of people credited that credited that coach, but there has to be some credit going to the A D for that as well. And was he the actual A D the entire time he was there? I think he was. Yes. I think so too. So okay. So you gotta now, give him some credit for that.
2: Was he at Penn State? No, he wasn't at Penn State. Um we can't give him any credit for anything done at Syracuse, right? He was there for 11
1: months. Like, he, he hired the football they didn't coach. even put his... That's it. That's it all he did. New football coach hired about six months ago. Nobody, I mean, but you can't give him credit for that either because who the hell knows how good of a coach he's going to be.
2: Like, he didn't even have to change his login password on his computer. He was there for so sure.
1: Yeah, I mean, his... role enrolled in login. His car license plates are still Idaho. That's <laughs> There's no way he went and got those changed. What's the pain in the no. ass? You do that after Why? like three years being somewhere. Yes.
2: So he doesn't know anything about hockey. Hockey's a big deal in Minnesota, but how many EDs do? I mean, that's, not, that's that can't be a big knock, right? Right. I, I don't know. I'm not going to make it. I'm a hockey fan. I'm not going to make a big deal out of the fact that he doesn't know. He can't know Dick about running a hockey program. Syracuse doesn't have one. Boise State doesn't have one. He was at Kentucky. They don't have one. Uh, he's from Iowa. They don't know Dick about hockey. Yeah, I mean, that's... He did
1: not... Yeah,
2: I, maybe he picked up something in the two or three years he was here, but uh, I'm kind of doubtful.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that's true. So so nothing there. He's got a little bit of basketball understanding with... but well, Still, it's only 10 months. Yeah,
2: Um, it's not much. But he was at Kentucky.
1: At Kentucky. Yep, very helpful. I know they've had some down years, but they still have a really good program. So the resume makes sense. You can't expect, of course, anything better than than this guy on paper for the gopher job as it stands right now. On paper.
2: Apparently, he's just a straight as a string straight arrow. Like the anti-Teague. And I think that was probably a big. A big part of it. Like, this guy doesn't, I mean, he hasn't, his wiener hasn't been anywhere. It hasn't. shouldn't have been ever.
1: Great. It, it's just That's
3: great. straight as a string. So how take, long, what
1: they always do. going back to Norwood, how long after he was hired did you start? Because I know you're a little bit more plugged into Gopher Sports than I am, and you had heard rumors, too, about this guy's a fucking creep or whatever. How long <clears> after <throat> he started do you think those rumors... Or was it even beforehand? Was that a known hmm. thing forever? Uh oh. Stu. I Hello. Hey. Hey Stu. Hey guys. Thanks for joining us. Hey Sophie. Hey Self. Hey Self. I can hear her. Yeah, Thanks, she's boy. whiny. Yeah, she's whiny. Oh boy, we got a we got an echo going yeah, on. Yeah, Stuart. A major echo here. Sorry, but our internet is Super wonky. Oh, man. Sorry to hear that. We're talking uh, We're talking coil right now. We're talking coitus. Ah, God, I'm sorry. No problem. Okay. Um, I will try to log in
2: from a different source and see if that gets rid of the echo. And we'll go from there.
1: Yeah, it's fun to have you checking in like this. It's great. We'll talk to you in a couple minutes. <laughs> okay, well, see you soon. <laughs> Bye.
2: All right, uh, we were talking. Teague, I think, I want to say it was like two or three months after he was hired that I I heard the first of uh, the rumors that this guy, I think what I heard was this guy is either going to get arrested for a Dewey or shot banging some other guy's wife. (laughs) That's what I heard. I'm like, oh, okay. Whoa, whoa. Wow, that's uh, quite a claim. And from, from what we hear, uh, that's that was fairly accurate representation.
1: Yeah, yep, dead on. Your sources those are those, yeah. are pristine, pristine sources.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Okay. So COIL, uh, anyways, as
3: many
2: organizations will do, they will hire the anti uh of the previous guy, right? right? So, like, chili dip. Childress was kind of goofball, unlikable. Gruff. Um, gruff and aloof. Gruff. Players disliked them. Media disliked them. So, offensive guy. So they went and hired Leslie Frazier. Everybody loves
1: Leslie, right?
2: Yep. Um, bad, terrible football coach. Terrible head coach.
1: Yeah, it's unfortunate for the Defense, job he had. He'd be a bad head Can run. coach, yeah.
2: Tampa 2 defense, awesome. Tampa 2 defense, unfortunately, isn't all that in vogue anymore. Caught up to him, terrible head coach. Got rid of him, got a yeller, right? So they got one and got Zimmer. Um, innovative, great defensive mind. You know how much I love him, but he's obviously complete opposite of Leslie Frazier that's what organizations do is they right they typically hire the apps that's what it sounds like mentality yep that's that's right so you had Norwood single uh you know Wheeler dealer yeah moral compass Eh, you know who needs a
1: moral
3: compass
2: really you know who even needs a compass anymore we got GPS you know I got phones Christopher Columbus yeah I had
1: a compass (laughs) uh
2: So they hire a family man, 46, you know, married kids, everybody loves him, well respected. Will he work out? I don't know. Frazier didn't. Zimmer, Zimmer has. So sometimes we're doing the opposite work, sometimes it doesn't. I don't know what point I'm making,
1: other than he's the I opposite like it. The I like it. Yeah. Um, I just what a what a strange world this is where this is a uh, Hall of Fame tangent or uh, uh, transition coming up here. What a world where I, we actually are hiring competent coaches. Is for this weird? example, what the fuck? For example, Tibbs, Bruce Boudreau, Boudreau, Bruce Boudreau, Boudreau is fine. Yeah, yeah. Boudreau, Boudreau, it Boudreau. Boudreau. Be heavy on the first syllable. Boudreau. No. Boudreau. Second syllable. Boudreau. Boudreaux. Bruce Boudreau. That's also a mouthful and I don't like it. This is why they can't leave us to our own selves.
2: Because we do this.
1: Bruce Boudreau. Forty-five minutes on Boudreaux. (laughs) B apostrophe (sighs) D-R-O. Boudreau.
2: So so this town, Minneapolis-St. Paul, state of Minnesota, has now hired... Tibbs? Yep. You like Tibbs, right?
1: Slam dunk, if, you, if you'll forgive the intent. Don't pun. do that. A slam dunk? No, I don't. Nothing no. but net.
2: I don't. Oh. Swish! Swish! <sighs> Bruce Boudreau. Empty net goal. Socks that's and underwear. Isn't... Oh, that's much better. Wrists are to the so corner. Tibbs, Boudreau, Mark Coyle. Everybody yep. loves all these hires. Yep. But we, what, where did this come from?
1: It's fucked up, man. This is fucked up and weird. And like our, they're going to end badly. I just don't know how yet. And we talk world. about this too. Like, they're, this is going to be bad. I just, I don't see how right now. Like. Which one has the, let's handicap it. All right.
2: All right. It's 10 years from now. We have, it'll be all over and we'll have the benefit of hindsight to say, okay, which was the best hire, which was the worst hire? What are the odds on each? Let's rank them from chances to be the best to chances of it being a complete disaster. Oh, boy.
1: I think that the... I think Tibbs is the surest thing, surest bet that he's going to be good. Has Tibbs ever
2: turned around a garbage franchise? Because I know you love the, I know you love catnips, and I do too. But mm-hmm. they still won less than thirty games last year.
1: Yep. Well, it's hard to say because he <laughs> uh, he has two big, his two most high-profile things. Number one was the defensive architect of the Boston Celtics squad that was terrible for a long time, and then they won the championship with this unbelievable defense. It's just like anything else. You can't obviously give full credit to Tibbs because they traded for mm-hmm. Ray Allen and KG. KG in particular was an amazing defender, um, sure. but he he did turn that organization around defensively. Uh, mm-hmm. And then he went in and was the head coach of a average of a below average sort of. I think they were like barely por- cusp of playoffs in the East chicago bulls team and then he turned them into a fucking powerhouse almost immediately again it's so then, not fully him derrick rose was a uh, was the mvp for for a year and it was an amazing player for a couple more but yeah he he has had the mark of like he took this team and get, got them 20 wins in less than you know i think it was like in a season or two so
2: did he have help with players yes but did he get in their way it doesn't sound sound like he did
1: no, he and the the big knock on him is, had that had he, uh, is that he is that he rides his players so hard, like minutes wise, that mm-hmm. uh, that there's just more potential for injury. His point has always been there's actually no correlation with minutes played and in injury. So take your worry about my players and shove it up your ass. Um, and he's right in some ways, but it's also just you're playing with fire the if you about- play guys more. So. That's kind of the right now the the knock on on Tibbs if there is one thing and there about, really isn't.
2: Well, there is, and the thing about Minnesota sports in the landscape we have is there is going to be, if you make a hire there is going to be a knock on the guy. Yeah, it's, it's
1: Minnesota.
3: Yeah,
2: nobody is coming here that, that that has zero knocks. Nobody. It's not. You're not. Boudreaux has them. Coil. We don't even know what the whole story is. But we, the knock is this: the head scratching, like what. Why did you do this? Is it just money? That's just awesome. There, there may not be a knock with Coil. but I don't know. The, it's the unknown with him that is the knock. I guess.
1: Yeah, I think. Yeah, looking in ten years in the future, looking back on now, I would then predict that the second best hire would be Pedro. Uh, good, smart guy. Uh, might be. Is he a little older than? He's a little older. He's like 60. Let's just go with straight 60. Okay, okay. So a little bit older. So maybe he gets burned out after a while or doesn't stick around very long.
2: In the NHL, Uh,
1: all coaches have like a, even the best
2: coaches have like a four or five year shelf life. You really have to be remarkable to not have a shelf life in the NHL.
1: Okay, so that, they all they all do. So that's it's a just, potential. it's a sport
2: that lends itself to having a shelf life.
1: It's not really a knock on him, but that's that be, he'd be my second for like safest. The knock bet. on Boudreau
2: is that he has been unsuccessful in the playoffs. So what I would say with both Tibbs and Boudreau is, in, in referencing their knocks. For Tibbs, you say he rides his play. He's been successful, very, very successful. Yeah, turned franchises around, had success, but he rides his players too hard. My point with that would be, let's have the success, and then then we'll worry about how many minutes the guys get. You know, let's at least enjoy the success. That would be something nice to have. You know, the bitch around here be,
3: yeah, we're successful, but. We're only going to be great for nine years
1: rather than 12 years. Yeah. Yeah,
2: yeah, I don't know how long Cat's going to hold out. You might not play 20 years.
1: (laughs) Um.
0: Selling a little or a lot?
1: So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on LinkedIn.com people today.
3: The,
2: you know, but Boudreaux, it's that he's lost game seven. He's won like, what, six of the last seven division titles. I mean, that's, that's remarkable. That's incredible. He had like a hundred point season, three years in a row. Or so. I may be wrong on the specifics, but it's close to that. Yeah, let's, So for the Wild, let's have a 100-point season. And then if they lose, then we'll worry about a Game 7 loss after that. Right. Let's, let's have a, a season without any absolutely incredible slumps. Just remarkable.
1: Where even the biggest fans are like, slumps. fuck you guys. You know, I'd, I'd <laughs> yeah. love to have one of those seasons. Or like, no, I just enjoy but, my team.
2: And then if we have a Game 7... We can worry about that. Where it goes to overtime and he loses and it's like off somebody's ass. Oh, he sucks. No. Well, it's like it went off the guy's ass. It's not.
1: It's game seven it's playoff hockey, man. Field. It's not like. A, the guy yeah. hit
2: the post. And the, Yeah, I don't. Now, it's happened seven out of eight times. He's like lost seven out of eight game sevens. So there is. I get it. Yeah, I get it. But I don't want to worry about that yet. Let's just worry about if that's our worry is game seven, I'll, I'll take that relative to worrying about losing 40 games in a
1: row. Does he... So I know he. the result is that he's lost, but has there been any um, analysis of why... He, is, has it potentially just been dumb luck, or does he seem to tense up and play the wrong Russo, guys too much or too little or something?
2: Russo did a great article on that, and the point I took, and people I could read differently into it, was that it was dumb luck. In a sense, like it's not on Boudreaux. He, he had a goalie just play like ass in the last game. Now, that's what, that's what hockey goalies do, because they're fucking goofballs.
1: They'll just Stay away from them. Disappear. Listeners, just stay away from stay, them. Just, just, just now, stay away. They should be allowed to walk coach, amongst us, but stay away from them.
2: I won't say that what didn't happen was Bruce Boudreaux, for some reason, before the game, went to the goalie and was like, you fucking suck. I don't even want you out there. I mean, maybe he did that. That would be terrible coaching. Oh. And in that sense, if he did that, that would be a horrible idea, and he's culpable for doing that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't want you on the ice right now. You smell. Uh,
1: I banged your mom last with night. Your wife. Yep. Jerk store called. All, yeah. the, all the stuff that gets in people's heads. That would be a bad idea. Maybe he did that. Um, what yeah, an honorable I mean, goalie for pinch. not reporting that out.
2: So things like that happened. I mean, that was the gist of Russo's story was it's, can you put that on the coach? I, I suppose, but I don't know. It seems like kind of a lot of just odd things that happen in game sevens have happened to him. And otherwise, you know what's super hard to do is get 100 points in the NHL. That's that's super hard to do, and he's done it a whole bunch of times. You know what's not quite as hard to do is losing in a Game 7 Yeah, in the NHL. That's, that happens. That's not hard to do. That shit happens. So I'll take the guy. It was the best hire they could have made.
1: How much does a, a hockey chance. coach, and maybe it's it's very much a case-by-case, case, but how much say do they typically have with the roster construction?
2: It is entirely different all over it is not it is odd that they have a lot of say
1: well, typically similar it is, to a baseball manager maybe and i think it's a little
2: bit more they have a little bit more say for a baseball manager it's almost unheard of that the baseball manager is also the gm in hockey that's not quite as
1: uncommon
3: right mm-hmm,
2: but mm-hmm. How, how often is a baseball manager a gm
1: I think it was just happened at one time, and it was people were. It was the most insane thing in the whole world. Yeah, it just never happens. But in hockey, it happens, but it
2: not quite as often as maybe basketball. I don't know quite know what the NBA is well, but that happens more in the NBA, right? Where coach is also the GM.
1: Yeah, there's from time to from at any particular moment. There's usually three to four teams in the league that have somebody similar to that with, with that much power. So. You have less
2: players. You have less leagues. So I mean, so if you're an NBA GM, you have a smaller roster than you do in any other professional sport. Yep. You, have you, you may go. have to follow Europe, but you, you, may, you probably have a European scout that does that. Really, you have to follow what college basketball, right? And that's
1: yeah. And it, it's that's
2: it. What else do you got to do? I
1: don't even know and how much you team follow guys, it. Like, really, you got a guy that that comes to you and says. Here's, I kind of sifted through the guys. We really need to keep our eye on these 15 guys for first and second round picks. And you can come take a look. And I think with basketball, it's similar to football too, of like, I know what system I'm trying to run. I need to look at it and make the call, which is why even in football, there are some organizations that, yeah, they have a general manager, but the head coach is like, go get me these guys. Those are the guys that I, that I want. I think in Seattle, if I remember right, Pete Carroll hired the GM. Like he was the guy that interviewed, or there was some example of that recently. Football is by far the most common. Yeah. It's. Yeah.
2: Would you say that? And I know I'd knock on the NBA, then I'm taking a time out from that. I'm being sincere. Thank you. Just from the strictly because of the. Well, I'm still going to knock the NBA, but I don't mean it from a. Shoot. From a smart ass way. I mean it from a a true way. Would you say that being a GM in the NBA is the easiest sport to be, of the professional sports to be a GM? Just strictly from the angle of the number of decisions that you need to make is the least amount of any professional sport. The roster is smaller. The scouting is smaller.
1: Um, Well, it's hard to compare across the organization. The challenge with the NBA is um, salary cap issues are... Extremely complicated that a lot of guys, smart basketball guys cannot figure out or don't want to put the time in to understand how, you know, to get this guy on a contract for so many years with player option, team option, yada, yada, yada. There's a lot of that to figure out that seems unbelievably complicated. Um, and there's a lot of trades that happen in the NBA and not as much in other sports. Um, hmm. So... But there's also fewer okay. people, so fewer players, obviously. So there's not a ton um, with that. Like, you just naturally think the NFL is the hardest because there's 53 players, and but then they don't have international stuff to really think about like baseball does when they've got 50 rounds of a draft and how yeah. many different organizations there's a single A, double you know, that a general manager yeah. has to so do. It's probably the busiest Eight job. Teams. Yeah. But it doesn't necessarily it's mean be. it's the most difficult. So I don't know. I, I think it's... Uh, man, that's a tough one. I would have no clue. Do you have a thought on like what's easy and what's hard, or what's the...
2: I think... Uh, I would say... Pr- I think baseball is probably the hardest. I would say football is probably next, then hockey, then basketball. Hmm.
1: I never really thought about the hockey general manager. Because the thing about that is these guys can... You sign... Peresi to a thirteen-year contract, like that's crazy, and then you're set. He's set for a while,
2: but that—that's part of the difficulty too. Is should you make that decision? It's almost always a horrible decision. Almost always,
1: like baseball contracts, like a free agent contract for ten years in baseball, that works out five percent of the time.
2: You're you're trying to roll seven is what you're trying to do. Yep, man, that doesn't happen. Sure is it a good idea? Probably not.
1: Right. Right. Yeah. I don't know, man. That's a good question. Unanswerable. Sure. So, so getting back to your original question, I would say in order of the hires most likely to, to work out positively, I would say Tibbs. Number one, Pedro, number two, and then Coil number three, and just because we don't know anything about him. So, like, if we look back ten years and we're like, that was the worst hire in yeah. fucking athletic, in, like, in the history of whatever, mm-hmm. because we found out immediately he was, like, about to be arrested mm-hmm. in New York and had to flee the state or whatever. Like, sure. probably not that. Probably not that. But, uh, just because there's, there's so many unknowns. Maybe he's the savior, and, uh, you know, mm-hmm. we're all praying to the altar, but I think Boudreau, you know, you, you know what you're getting, right? And with Tibbs, you, you pretty do. much do as well. But the, I would say the Tibbs, I would choose over Boudreau because I think he's a little bit younger. Um, he has more power, and then there's also the with with uh, catnips. There's just more upside. Like they could be like a, I don't know, juggernaut's the right word, but like a legitimate, really, really, really good team for a number of years. Mm-hmm. I'm not this is a this is actually a good question for you. I'm not seeing that ceiling right now with the Wild. Can you convince me that I'm wrong? Is there a higher ceiling than I'm thinking?
2: Yes, if only that they have so many young players that haven't reached what we hoped was their potential. If you if you really want to just squint and say did they have a higher ceiling? That's where it would come from. You've got vets that are going downhill. To counter that, and so what is the what are the chances of having a higher ceiling? I not good, right? But is there potential there? Sure, because Granlin, Coyle, Niederreiter, Zucker, Scandella, Brodeen, all of these young guys, I think, have so much more potential that they haven't reached. That you just that maybe Boudreaux could get that out of them. That would be where the ceiling is coming from. So you're you're just- not going to get. Miko's not going to be a 50 goal scorer. Prezi isn't either, and neither is uh, Poplinville. I mean, Vanek. That, that ship has sailed. They're not. They're not going to do that. But could you get more out of those young guys? Yeah, there, there's potential there.
1: So you just named six, seven young guys. How many of them have to work out? You know, you don't have to go Dumba, seven for seven with Spurgeon. these guys, There's right? a bunch
2: I didn't mention. There's, there's more that I didn't. You know, Dumba, Spurgeon. Um, you need one I'm of these sorry, guys Brady, at what? least,
1: though, to like really come up big, right? To be not a not an MVP candidate by any means, but like an absolute oh, no. stud, right? To to take that leap and and be as good as the you do. You, you need
2: are. Coil to score 40, 35, 40, You need you need Rider to score thirty. I mean, as I'm really talking out of my ass now. I mean, people are like, Jesus, that's never gonna. I mean, what you're basically saying is you need. You need Buxton to hit 320.
1: Yeah, right. Well, let's possible? go sit in I, I, our... Yeah, uh, a- let's go to our to the future again and look back on right now, um, or in the future. What, what are the odds in order of guys most likely right now to take that leap? In 10 years, you look back and say, oh, yeah, it was this guy. Like, who's hmm. most likely? I know it used to be for you, Zucker, right? He was your he was your guy but well how is it looking now i know he didn't have a very good year but he's still young See, is, is he still the high ceiling guy still relatively young yeah i think he is
2: um i think Coyle is there too i think coil's one you got to talk about grandlin i man i would have said him in a heartbeat maybe even at this time last year but so many, years. he's Christ. Some of these guys, it's not their brand, they're not brand new. They've been around for like three years, mm-hmm. three, four years in some cases. They're not brand new anymore, and they're just not getting it done. So, does Gramlin have more potential? Yeah, get li do a fucking arm curl or something, son. <laughs> Jesus, you just get knocked down, it's sneezed on, and you get knocked down. It's, I think about him, I think about like Rubio. Two in that sense. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just guys that every year you want them to show up bigger. Bigger like, jacked. Just, just lift some. That's all you're an athlete. Like, just work out and do get strong. Why not? But no. And then they come back in the fall. <laughs> skinny. <laughs> skinny. What?
3: Skinny? Why are you skinny?
2: Yeah. No Maybe reason. they just can't gain weight. I don't know. Just drives me crazy. Some of these guys. Yeah. Um, Dumba is just because he's so young and has that offensive potential.
3: Yeah.
2: Uh, he, you know, part of me wants to say Scandella because you see these flashes, but he's another guy, like I say. he's been around for, what, four years? I mean, he took a giant step backwards this year. Uh, Brodine is still very young, I don't think he's ever going to improve his offense. but uh, So he's hard to measure.
1: Russo was, I heard Russo on the radio with, uh, I don't even know who, somebody on the radio. And he was like, there should be a, tr- they may do a couple trades here and there to try to get some frontline that's mm-hmm. player. And he said Scandella might be one of those guys. Are you, is he, ha- does he have value to go get a, like a really good player yes. for Scandella? Absolutely. Oh, yeah, okay. he would. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's good. Yeah, he would. Scandella, Spurgeon, Dumba,
2: Brodeen, all those guys, it really depends on what, another GM might be looking for, you know, like, cause they, they're all defensemen, but they're completely different kind of defensemen. It's almost like pitchers that are one guy's crafty and one guy throws heat. They're, they're both pitchers, but they're completely different in that sense. One GM may value a crafty lefty, you know, Oh yeah. And one may just only want a guy that throws a hundred. Doesn't care if he can throw strikes, we'll figure him out. Right. That, that'd be the difference between Rodine and Dumba. You know, one has n- limited offensive skill but very refined defensively and then there's dumba who's this just you know offensive uh got all the offensive talent in the world but he's just a black lab puppy dog out there that you know it's just running around chasing tennis balls and you're like what are you, don't, don't, what, what are you doing don't, right. stop doing that you goofball well you never say that about Brodeen, but he also never scores a goal ever where sometimes Dumble will just do something remarkable with the puck and um, you, you see
1: that flash. So they get some options to make a few moves a little bit. Here they, just they do margins, Kemper.
2: But... you know, Kemper has value potentially, maybe as a goalie. Um, but not much. I think really what you're looking at is the defensive depth that they have. That's where their value lies. Well, they be... can't trade away offense. they have yeah. no offense. They can't, you can't trade away offense. Hmm. You can't, you you can't do it. It'd be like the twins trading, starting pitching, like them trading burials. Nope. You can't do that right now. You have no starting pitching. You knuckleheads.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, We'll we'll get to the the twins in a few minutes. Let me ask you a question that I think we've, I have possibly asked, uh, before, um, but you talk about the captain, like the guy who wears the C on his jersey in hockey. Mm-hmm. And that, to me, as a non-hockey guy, seems odd that that's even still a thing to begin with. But okay. you think that it's um, like an actual legitimate thing that helps the team. Why Why is that C... Like, what is the role of that person? Is What good does it do or not do to... If, if you just gave if you just like drew somebody's name out of a hat every day and the c was like a sticker that you could just put it on your jersey uh if you like if you just didn't give a shit about it what what is missing there that you'd get if you gave it to the player who is most deserving or whatever talk me through the c go for it okay so sorry about
2: that brand we cut out there for a second uh your question was about captaincy and my thoughts on its significance in hockey in particular i don't i don't know that it has remarkable significance but it does have some significance and that has always been my contention is that it does there is importance to it so to discount it entirely is what drives me crazy particularly in the wilds case the deference shown towards veterans has, in my opinion, hurt um, the progress, the play of some younger guys. And it simply, it doesn't have anything to do with hockey necessarily, it's simply human nature. Um, when, regardless of how the veterans play, they are rewarded with captaincy, uh, first line minutes. Which are important in hockey, power play minutes, which are important in hockey. So, how do you get points in hockey? How do you get goals? How do you get assists? By playing on the top two lines, by playing on the power play. That's how you get points. Yep. In so hockey, by having a lot of points. So, what's what's any professional athlete after? Big paycheck, championships, and big paychecks. Right. That's the two things that are driving any professional athlete. They want goals. They want assists. They want the points. They want the notoriety. They want the celebrity. So they're willing to work for it if they can get rewarded with if that work can be rewarded by being on the top two lines or being on the power play because they know that that will lead to goals and assists, which leads to money, right? Yeah. yeah. But if the rewards are only given to the guys that make the most money, or the guys that have been there the most years, regardless of how they play on the ice, then the young guys are going to be like, again, just because of human nature, fuck it. Why? Why even bother? Right? Why why put in that extra effort? Or practice that much harder? Or, you know, those kind of things. That has always been my contention, is I wonder if that isn't happening. If -hmm. they're out there looking at Suter, who has no godly place on the blue line during a power play, they're looking at that going, why? why he's out there no matter what. I mean, he obviously doesn't belong there. Yeah. So why should I bother trying? Um, that's, that's always been my contention.
1: Yeah. I think a, a lot of times when, when there's issues like this, I'm probably guilty of it myself of projecting like my point of view of how I would think I would behave in that scenario. And, thinking of something like the captain or other players leadership from you know whatever i go ah that wouldn't really affect me because i'm just going to go get my job Mm -hmm. you know whatever but i think what we forget once in a while is that these guys are well a they're professional athletes and professional athletes by and large are really dumb and they're just, just they're, fucking just morons. Adult, I mean, they've children.
2: Yeah, they're, they're just adult children playing an adult uh, playing a child's game is all they are. So your your adult logic may not go very far with them. Yeah, they're not. They don't live in the, your universe. Yeah. they live in a child's universe.
1: And not only are they a. Uh, the men- mentality of a child, a lot of them are like 20 years old. They, they actually are legitimately children. Like they're very, very young. Yeah. So, yes. yeah. Okay, well, that's. So, and my, yeah.
2: With hockey, too, and the captaincy, just in captaincy, I've talked about rewarding players, and captaincy is only part of that, but captaincy in particular in hockey almost always has gone, and it's just the culture. Everybody knows this is it goes to either your best player. Or your hardest worker. Yep. And I think I've touched on this before. In the wild sense, that's the same guy. It's Zach easy but he's not your captain. He makes the most money. So, in, again, in hockey, and I didn't ta- talk about this, but it's either your best player, your hardest worker, or the guy that makes the most money. That's, that's your captain on almost every hockey team. Mm-hmm. On the wild, it, it, that's the same guy. So he's the obvious captain. And he's not. It's just the guy that's been there the longest. Yeah,
1: that's weird. And there's
2: been so many giant slumps and uh, mutinies. In some sense, I mean, they gave up on yo. Um, these giant slumps that have happened, um, staying on the ice too long in overtime, is lazy penalties. All these things that captains aren't supposed to do, or captains are going to are supposed to have a role in fixing, building walls, supposed to have a. Building Bulge. walls because he's water skiing <laughs> and he's out on boats. All these things the captain's not supposed to do and do does it happen occasionally? Sure. Does it ha- should it happen as often as it does here? No. So all those things combined just have me scratching my head on how this guy just continues to, to have it. And will Boudreau be the one to make the change with Koivu. He has a role on this team. He has value. But Will Boudreaux be the guy that finally says, all right, you, we, yes, you need to stick around. We want you to stay, but your role is going to change considerably.
1: And it's got to be one of his biggest challenges near term, right? Is like how to deal with, with him. Which is the
2: leadership areas. on this team. Yeah. It, and it's not just Kobe, but With the entire leadership on this team, how do I deal with this rift that some say is not that big a rift? Others say it's a bigger deal than, than it's being let on between the veterans and the younger guys. But right. there's kind of these clicks, like what would happen? Some guys are 32, some guys are 22. Yeah, they're they're not going to be hanging out at brothers'
1: kids, know, just trying to get it wet, and just uh, trying the d wet. Trying to get the d wet, and then old guys. He's got just twins at home. Go, yeah, <laughs> yeah trying to get caught up on House of Cards or something. That's right. Yeah,
2: they're not going to live in. this. So how do you how do you bridge that gap if you're the coach? That'll be difficult. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense.
1: Uh, okay, we got to move on. We're getting late and we still have not gotten to the main event. Uh, that would be the Minnesota Twins. I know you're on Team 2016, so I'll be interested in hearing your point of view here. But the most recent uh, uh, kerfuffle news something has been Jim Polad's article late last week, I believe, deeming this season a total system failure. And uh, it seemed to be at this point one of the one of the most recent examples I would say of fans actually being angry with the team, which you haven 't seen very much. I think there's been a lot of hope and a lot of you know whatever, but it seems to be coming to a head now when the team is like four and sixty at this point so i'm super curious to hear from you because I know you were the number one biggest believer you were driving the the, the train the choo choo for team 2016 and now it seems to be uh it seems to have gone off the rails um so can you can you walk me through your thought process on how it feels to be the guy in charge of this disaster of a of a season do you got any thoughts <clears throat> so just to re just to repeat the question i would just love your point of view here on brandon yeah yeah is this, is this brandon Broxy? brandon Broxy. yep yeah um
2: yeah this is attorney um i'm gonna have to i'm gonna have to uh step in here and, and start taking questions
1: oh so um, you, you, you just hang out at clarence's house is that what's did he dial yeah. you in or how did this did, you, how did uh, you get on the phone?
2: I don't think that's pertinent to the to the conversation. That's not information. You I'll, need I'll to strike
1: eat. it from the record. I'll strike it.
2: You don't need to know that. Um, from the record.
1: Well, I was just hoping to hear from because you know, there's Team 2016, Clarence, and and I just feel like he owes the he owes me an answer. He trolls me a lot uh, illegally. I think I'm not exactly sure how that.
2: Yeah, Clarence isn't answering questions on on uh, team 16 team 2016 at this time um you know we appreciate the the inquiry and uh you know we look forward to the to the uh to the future which we believe is bright but uh you know clarence is considering his options right now is everything's on the table and uh he just hopes that you respe- respect his privacy at this time
1: yeah no but I really would like some sort of statement here on on is he still on team 2016 is he able is can you get that message to me I'm just I'm just wondering if he's been able to move off the team
2: <sighs> You know I think 20- the way that he has explained it to me uh, the way that I, and, and and I'll I'll try to elaborate I guess as, as much as I can on his behalf Yeah um, he he you know, he opened his heart he he finally allowed himself to believe in something. Oh my god! Did he ever? And uh, and and this is how this is how Minnesota sports repaid him. Yeah, yeah. Um, not just you know not just a a loss here, a bad loss there. Um, truly, one of the worst sports performances. Ever in the history of Minnesota, yeah, um, college, high school,
1: um, you know, T-ball, T-ball, yeah, uh, yeah. There's been some disasters. I think we've all ever remembering. Some and of he that. opened his heart,
2: and uh, you know, he's just not. He's he's hoping to move on, and uh, it's like they took it, a again, dump on yeah. his heart. We just hope that everyone. And you, in particular, can respect um, his his wishes on, on uh, remaining private in this solemn time, and uh, just, you know, hopefully, it's just something everyone can grow from.
1: I know you're on retainer here, but do you think that he deserves this respect that you're that you're asking me to to give him? I mean, I'm sure. Do you do you know about Twitter.com? Do you do you know uh, his behavior and his actions on that? Do you think that he has earned? The this this respect of privacy and 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 the high road, if you will. Do you think he's earned that? Do you think he deserves that? You know, Sir? I don't know that this is admissible. Um,
2: it, past a- actions. Th- th- this none of this is admissible. It's not pertinent to the case. <laughs> it's not. It's not. It's not admissible in this courtroom. Right. Uh, I ask that. Uh, you know, you uh, one you watch your tone to a respected attorney such as myself. Yeah, yeah. Because I will bring down the weight of a thousand giants. I will bury you in paperwork.
1: Paperwork, yeah. Uh, Injunctions. I will injure you. Hung juries. I get it. So we're we're on video chat here and I can see in the background you seem to be driving. I see in the in the driveway behind you in the window a brand new Maserati. Let me ask you, how many of these uh how much of Clarence's money have you taken on retainer from his numerous lawsuits? Can you run me through the some of the most recent ones? Either there was the I think he sued the entire state of North Dakota at one point. Mhm. Uh so that had, pockets, had <laughs> to help money. out uh, there's an ongoing litigation with drew pearson i believe mm-hmm. the dallas cowboys so, mm-hmm. yeah those are those grounds libel were unfounded unfounded okay okay
2: you seem to be they, kept pretty busy well you know photoshop is a uh, it's a publicly licensed product anyone can use it <laughs> yeah. um and he's a public figure, so liable simply doesn't
1: doesn't stand. Yeah, you've. Uh, I I can't imagine how, how busy he must keep you. Is he your only client at this point? Is it just you just? I'm open to other clients, but you uh, know, he, yeah, he keeps
2: me he <laughs> keeps me on my on my toes. Uh, yeah, I work 21 hour days. 21. Let's just
1: put it at that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I can imagine. Sleep can. in my car. Yeah, that's a nice car. All right, Clarence. Thanks for thanks for coming back. That was a very interesting conversation with your lawyer, and uh, I promise to never mention. Well, In I don't Boston promise. Any, I don't promise anything, but uh, he uh, scared the shit out of me. I, t- I tell you, scared the bejesus out of me. So we, I guess, did he did he threaten injunctions? He yeah his deal? yeah. He said he's like really good at injunctions. It's like his stays. Thousand Giants at one point he said I don't really understand but it <laughs> That's funny what He
2: what he, this, he gave me the weight, of a, thousand weight giants. of a thousand
1: Giants yeah is that like a copyrighted yeah. thing Or is it maybe that's his deal Like he says something kind of weird like that And then I repeat it now I have to pay him Some sort of copyright I've, Like a licensing Wouldn't surprise me Oh, he's good. He's really good. Uh, okay, well, I guess we will not talk about Team 2016 uh, at all, which is totally fine. I understand that. I'm very sensitive to litigation. So, um, okay, well, then let's wrap it up. This was interesting. We finally, we got to do another super show, which is great. I'm glad uh, Caller Stu uh, dialed in for five seconds. That was fun to hear from him. <laughs> Uh, but next week, we should have Stu back. We will definitely have John back and hear about his travels abroad. And, uh, yeah, I guess we'll keep talking. But uh, good super show. And uh, thanks, thanks, Brandon. That was yep. good. See you later. Bye.
3: They do the work of